You're listening to episode 46 of the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today I invited a special guest for this episode. It's somebody that is not really coming from the medical device industry. He is more on the side of the hospital, so he's buying medical devices. And it's Stefan Kroyer from the Uaniter Hospital, so he's the head of strategic procurement. So, Stefan, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Yeah, hi, Monir. Thank you very much. So, great. So, Stefan, as, as we discussed, so uh, you are working at the hospital. Uh, you are buying our products or products from manufacturers. Uh, so, the topic of today will be more about uh, a view of your side uh, related to medical devices, your side also related to the medical device regulation and in vitro diagnostic regulation, and what hospitals are doing actually to be prepared maybe for that or for this tsunami, uh, and uh, or maybe there is already something happening now. So, but before that, please, can you introduce yourself and uh, to the audience so that they have a better understanding of what you are doing? Yeah, of course. Yeah, my name is Stefan Koya. I'm uh, from Berlin. I'm the, um, the head of strategic pro procurement of a mid-sized German hospital group. We got uh, eight acute hospitals and four rehab hospitals and 100 homes of uh, elderly people. And um, yes, I'm in that function uh, until the 13th of uh, September. So uh, in October, I, I, I go outside the, the hospital because um, yeah, there's so much uh, interesting uh, topics right now in the healthcare um, industry. So yeah, I do my own project. Um, uh, I will um, uh, advance the, the future hospital uh, project. It's a community and a block for hospital procurement people uh, and supply chain people uh, as well in healthcare. We want to, to advance healthcare through a good partnership with every stakeholders and want to uh, yeah improve supply chain excellence. So I see the logo behind you. Is it the logo of your project? Oh, it's here. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. For those that but are on YouTube, they can see that. So for those that are on the podcast, audio podcast, please go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. And also you can see uh, me and uh, Stefan talking together. And you can see the, the logo of the, the, the office project. So, right. Stefan, um, let's talk now about the situation for hospitals. Um, I remember once we discussed uh, on LinkedIn about, about that, and it's why I tried to invite you and to, uh, to, so that you can help us to really understand the view of the hospitals related to the medical device uh, regulation and standards. Uh, and for that, uh, you told me that uh, there are a lot of difficulties, actually, and I wanted you to just uh, explain to the audience um, what is happening actually at the hospitals and uh, how, uh, how it's really impacting the work of, of the, um, the healthcare professionals. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, everybody knows that the MDR is coming in, in May next year, but um, we recognize since the last month uh, the increasing um, of um, 
supply disruption or supply chain bottlenecks. Um, and that is, um, yes, uh, several reasons uh, impacts our, our function and, and our work because we have to explore second, third uh, sources of suppliers. We have to, to fix the bottlenecks, the, to streamline the process that the patients can uh, operate it uh, more. And, and so, so we recognize that there um, almost one or two disruption per month. Okay. And for two years ago, there was no disruption. And so we, we, we think not just the MDR, we think that the production from the manufacturers and the retail manufacturers goes more and more east, of course. China, uh, the, the, the supply chains are bigger uh, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's more uh, danger that something goes wrong. There are more retailers, in my opinion, and uh, yeah, that, that's just a few, few things that the supply chain is more, uh, go, going more unstable. So actually, it means that you are trying maybe to buy some products and it takes more time for you to get them, or you try to buy some products and maybe they say to you that it's not available anymore, or these kind of things. And I suppose that um, you are upset, if I can say of that, because you cannot buy them. But I suppose maybe also healthcare professionals are also not really happy to not be able to use products, or um, is it the, the actual situation? Um. Yeah, it's because the, the suppliers can't deliver anymore. Yeah, they say for the next day, uh, to, uh, today they can deliver, and tomorrow not anymore because there are some certifications are, uh, no, most is uh, um, um, sterile goods or some production things are went wrong or the, the, the causing thing or the, uh, the Begründung in Germany. Uh, the reason? The reason why is uh, it's not really clearly. So we got a notification per mail or per, uh, per fax or whatever. And um, you have to act uh, because you have to check your stock, how many of that items are in the surgery room or in your uh, bigger, in your boring house. And um, you talk to the supplier, they can tell you uh, how long does the supply chain bottleneck uh, uh, go, go, so where, 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 where it's fixed. So it's difficult. So, so you, you uh, try to fix it with a second, third, or fourth supplier. You have to negoti negotiate uh, pretty fast. And uh, you, have to, you have to qualify the new supplier to, to get the uh, data, the IT master data, to, to um, put it in your uh, ERP system to, to make some orders. So that's a lot of effort. And I would say that just, yeah, several hours it takes to, to uh, fix that effort. So uh, mainly here, as we discussed, uh, it's the current situation. So it's a situation that you are experiencing every day or every week. Um, what do you think will happen when we'll have um, the MDR that is, or the IVDR that is, that will be in place? Do you see yeah. some changes about that? Yes. As when I see right now, they're increasing the supply chain bottlenecks. And when I'm looking forward to the May next year, well, I think it's, it could be terrible, but, but it could be very, very terrible or just terrible or not so terrible. Nobody knows that. And, and that's really dangerous, I think, because the consequences that this hospital will um, 
buy a lot of products to, to have a highly uh, high stock, and a huge amount of the products, and that's pretty expensive. The products are expiring, and the hospitals don't have much money, so that's really a big problem. And I talked to a lot of medical suppliers, also in, in Tutlingen, that's a big medical valley, you know, yeah. and there, there are a lot of mid-sized or uh, small companies. They, they told me that maybe almost 30% of the companies um, are, are at risk, and some, some uh, companies say under that conditions, maybe I will give up. Um, so nobody knows w what's coming, uh, tsunami or not. And, and I think when you know the notify bodies, I, I think uh, when I'm right informed, they can choose which products they want to um, regulate or to certificate. And that could be that some specific products uh, which they, where they don't have much experience or knowledge or they just don't want to manage that, they fall under the grid or what about, what, what about rare diseases and that things. So um, yeah, it's, mainly, it's mainly that notified bodies have to have the expertise to uh, go to audit some manufacturers. Uh, so they have to know the, some products or the products that will be um, accrediting or qualifying. Uh, so yeah, if the auditor is a notified body does not have the experience with some products or does not have the people at their company uh, to uh, to audit the companies that are specialized, like for active medical devices or for uh, surgical instruments or for uh, electronic uh, sterilizer, etc. If they have no qualification about that, it can be really difficult for them to go and uh, audit those companies. So it's mainly the the potential situation. Actually, as of today, so as we record of today the, this episode, we just learned about the fifth notified body that is uh, now uh, accredited, and it's a German one, so it's a Tuv Rheinland. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, we are five now, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, still not enough. But at the end, more notified bodies will be available, more it will be uh, possible, if I can say, to certify a lot of manufacturers, and more also there will be um, a variety of knowledge and variety of experience uh, at the notified bodies who can then qualify more types of products. Because you are right, maybe uh, there will be some products where there will be no notified body qualified for it, or notified bodies that are qualified for it, but they have so many customers that uh, it will take a long time, if I can say, on the on the floor or on the on the workflow to get uh, certified. So it can be uh, uh, really dangerous for them. But what is interesting, what you said is about the fact that ma some manufacturers also mentioned that they can give up uh, because it's too tough. So they, they really mentioned yeah. that to you or they, they also told you that we will not deliver that anymore because we don't want to move it to the next certification? Yes, yes, it's exactly. It's pretty, it's too expensive for them to, uh, yeah, because of the stuff and the, the, the effort. And they, they think they want to quit their completely their company or okay. they want to reduce their product portfolio. Uh, yeah, that two things will gonna happen there, I think. Yeah, it's, it's something that we are advising also some manufacturers, some medical device manufacturers to uh, reduce the portfolio. Uh, so I had an episode with um, Maurizio Tsupo, uh, who is uh, uh, from CARAD on the IVDR. Uh, and he mentioned, uh, 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 he created a word, if I can say, he said, uh, should some of those products be IVDRized? So it means that uh, should they go through the IVDR uh, <laughs> regulation? And I think it's the same for MDR. Maybe there are some products that are, it's not worth to 
go through the MDR because they are at the end of their life cycle. Uh, so it's something yeah. that, uh, that manufacturers should think about first. Uh, before we need to move to that, because you're right, it can be expensive to um, to build a, a complete technical file for a product that maybe will be lasting only two years or three years. So it's really, really important. Uh, yes. Okay, uh, just another question. So as now you are on the side of the hospital, so what is some advice that you are now um, wanting to share, if I can say, with other hospitals, maybe not only Germany, but all, all hospitals all over the world? Uh, so that they can maybe survive to it or be prepared to this kind of situation. Yes. So every um, yeah risk or change is something uh, a, a chance inside. So um, it, I think it's a chance to rethink or think about your portfolio. Do do you have too much different products? For, for the same operation or the, for the same disease or treatment uh, because that has an impact of the uh, whole supply chain. It's, it's more orders, it's more invoices, it's more storage uh, place, shelf place in this. It's, it's really big chance. So and, it's, mainly, uh, it's mainly what you, you are talking now about portfolio at those pieces. So it's mainly, for example, let's take an example. You have um, a surgery for a, a knee surgery, so orthopedic surgery. And uh, you are buying from one manufacturer this uh, this set of of, uh, of, of tools uh, with this implant, and maybe another surgeon wants this set of tools because he was trained on this other one. So you have maybe three or four set of tools at the same hospital because you have maybe three or four surgeons that were trained on different methods. Is it is it that? Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's a chance when we are hospital group. And then uh, we got eight hospitals and we got uh, four implant uh, suppliers for the uh, knees. And maybe uh, one supplier says, ah, uh, I don't offer this product anymore. This was a too rare product, but it's just you hospital uh, ordered it. And then uh, the, the physician comes to me and say, oh, they can't deliver anymore. So, okay, we, 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 we can... Um, go to one supplier of all group or two suppliers. That could be a really a good chance. Or maybe rethink what do you have in your uh, knee replacement in your operation set. Um, so much amount of products. Do you need the, I don't know the English word, the round, uh, drainage? Um, do you need a special item really for this operation or it's just nice to have? And go in the discussion. Is it nice to have? or not, go to the discussion with the, the physicians and nurses, and then uh, it, it, it has not the impact in the outcome or the length of stay or some other KPIs, then uh, put it out. So you don't have to order it anymore, and it's not, it's not even a, a benefit for the patient. So it's really, I think, a chance. And the other uh, thing you can do is to uh, think about your, or to segmentation of your suppliers your categories and your items uh, to your master data management as to qualify your data. So for example, you have a yeah, knee, knee uh, item um, and then um, is it what risk, medical device risk class okay. is it? Or uh, a knife in the surgery, is it sterilization, goes through sterilization, uh, what risk class it is? Is it more impacted uh, by the MDR because uh, of the class 1R? Or uh, uh, you have to uh, uh, add this information to your master data uh, management tool uh, because then you can track 
if there are supply chain bottlenecks uh, impacted this special uh, product and you make some kind of uh, strategy uh, and then you can control is it really so that's going what you uh, thought about that and and you can improve your stock management as i said um, a lot of hospitals don't know what are which items are right now in your operating room and um, there are a lot of hospitals are working on a, a real um, a data a, a tracking system uh, because of RFID or NFC or, or uh, yes, uh, um, technology, which um, give, gives you the opportunity you, where you know what is lying in your uh, shelf in your operating room. And yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's clear that what you are talking about traceability is interesting because um, with the new medical device regulation or IVDR, you have also to have the uh, the UDI code yeah. now, so the unique device identifier. So it's it's kind of a challenge for some manufacturers to implement that. But now when I have you in front of me, I say, oh, maybe it's also a challenge for some hospitals to implement the tools to read that and to record that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yes, MDR, UDI. You have to track and trace what implants goes in your, your patient. Uh, for example, the, the screws have to re-sterilize or has to, uh, yes, uh, single packed in a single yeah. unit. And uh, so the, the process, the uh, structure, the IT has to adapt to this new regulatories. And the, the last thing is, of course, uh, you ha can, um, identify maybe new supplier resources, uh, maybe the global resourcing thing is coming up. So maybe Alibaba is interesting. Okay. <laughs> but as you said uh, before uh, in, in, uh, in another um, call, you're definitely right. Uh, how can you uh, be sure that this product uh, has a CE certification, has a high quality product and, and this is really a challenge. Yeah, it's clear. So it's something that uh, we know that we, we got a lot of product coming from outside Europe and there are some requirements for manufacturer outside Europe, for, for example, to have an authorized representative, uh, to be to have a CE mark also, to be uh, have a quality management system, etc., etc. So there are a lot of things. And uh, what is important is also for hospitals when they are acquiring those products or buying those products, they know that they can, they can say, yes, they are cleared, everything is fine, they are CE mark, they have the supplier is qualified, everything is okay, so then we can go uh, um, on the right way and, and get compliant product uh, at, uh, at our hospitals. Um, yeah. Just uh, something now, though, we discuss about um, a lot of things that are coming uh, in the situation with the hospitals, and um, once, when we discussed before, we talked about another project that you are working on now. So it's kind of a, a platform that you are trying to develop with a startup, so can you tell us more about that and how it can help uh, hospitals or manufacturers also? Yes, yes. Yes, uh, I'm in contact with the startup because I think uh, it's good that innovation is coming to the procurement function to improve the procurement process, to streamline the processes, the uh, uh, strategic procurement process and the, the operational tech tactical processes. In, in this cooperation or in this uh, communication, I, I told them from the supply chain bottlenecks are increasing and it's a good problem. And I started with a, 
uh, Kanban board, uh, cloud-based Kanban board. It's called Trello. Trello, a lot of people know that um, cloud-based uh, Kanban system. And there I invited um, eight or, or ten uh, uh, procurement management uh, managers from Germany, uh, Swiss, and Austria. And they um, put in their supply chain bottleneck uh, notifications. And then so we collaborated and, and communicated about this board. But that was the first move. And then I uh, talked to the startup and then they, they said, oh, that's very interesting. That could be a huge problem. Is it really a huge problem? They talked to other procurement manager and they said, yes, this is really a big, big thing that uh, takes a lot of effort to our daily business. And then they decided to, to uh, program agile uh, solution. Uh, they uh, make a mi mono, uh, minimal valuable product and that showed us uh, three procurement manager. We developed it um, three times and uh, yes, it's, it's launching in, in, uh, in two months and it's, it's an online service, some kind of speed dating for hospital buyers and suppliers. Okay. So when the buyer has the notification from the supplier that some uh, product is, is not, uh, cannot del deliver anymore, he, he logs in at the platform and he, he types in the, the missing product. There's a product uh, database uh, behind that. And maybe he finds his uh, item, for example, a stabler. Uh, then he, he clicks, is the right article? And um, then, um, yes, it's in the platform. And the suppliers who uh, get a notification, then are then are registered. I can, can go to the platform, see what products are missing, in what region, uh, for example, in in, in Berlin, in Nordrhein-Westfalen, as in which re region is something missing, not 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 the name of the hospital, and then they can say, ah, yes, I'm a supplier of this kind of. Uh, product as well i can offer a substitute and he can um, yeah type it in in the portal and then the hospital gets the information um, and he can looks at the offer and says yeah that that could fit and let's have a have a call or let's have a negotiation and uh, so they can rapidly fix that um, supply chain bottleneck no, it's great. Uh, I think uh, it's really uh, matching with the topic of today. Uh, you miss some products, then you just uh, send a message on the on the platform saying, "Hey, I miss this product," and everybody is looking and say, "Oh, I can provide that to you or not," uh, which is uh, great. So um, it's a platform that will be uh, open for hospitals and suppliers, as you've said. So. Uh, suppliers has to go there and to log in and then yeah. they have to check each time there is something missing. Is it something yeah. actually for only the German region or it's something for other regions? Yeah. Um, yes, I think we start in the end of October and um, this is, a, I think it's a, not just a German problem or Austrian problem and not European problem. It's a worldwide problem, of course, but the, the NDR, of course, the European problem. But, but so, so we start um, with a few hospitals, of course, um, um, and uh, that, then we can be sure that the, the platform is good, the process is good for the hospitals and the supplier. Uh, then it could be scaled up, of course, to, to any language, uh, but we start with uh, German and English. And uh, yes, um, and uh, the hospitals can view the supply chain bottlenecks for medical devices on the online platform um, so that they know what uh, impact could come in the next week because the hospital around the corner is struggling with something. 
and then they can report themselves. So they can just look, watching, monitoring something or put something inside. And the suppliers are given the opportunity to, yes, to, to help the hospitals uh, and offer this alternative uh, uh, product. So because today they just uh, make a phone call or talk to other hospitals and I think that's really inefficiency uh, process. So in this case, uh, the bottlenecks can be resolved quickly and, and more efficiently. So it's a, it's a European uh, approach. And how is called now this uh, marketplace? Yeah, and the Starbuck, which we co-created, um, this thing is called uh, Xatena. Okay. It's a Swift, it's a Swift located in Zurich uh, startup. Um, and um, yes, the, the, this is uh, the app in the platform. And this app is called uh, uh, Disruptions or Supply Chain Bottlenecks. In German, the word is uh, just Lieferengpass. Uh, and, but you can use just this app. And this app is for free. For is free. Um, you have to register that your basic basic information is inside, but that you can watch for free. The hospital can transact for free, of course. And that's important uh, that many hospitals are using this uh, okay. thing, and, and it's open to everybody. Okay, so Xatena is developing that uh, from Switzerland, so made in Switzerland. <laughs> uh, and uh, mainly, uh, so if you are a medical device uh, manufacturer or supplier uh, and uh, want to uh, also be part of this marketplace, I will put the link uh, um, uh, of this application uh, on the show notes. So you just have to go there and to register yourself. Uh, and then um, if you are uh, if you are not a sales rep, but you have a sales rep on your, on your company, so don't hesitate also to uh, share this episode with him uh, so that he can also see the benefit that it can be for, for that. And at the end, the, the, the objective is really to help hospitals to have no disruptions, uh, to have the right products with the right people, uh, and then to uh, avoid to have the situation where a patient is waiting for a product and he cannot get that because of uh, maybe some regulation that uh, avoid that or some manufacturers that are giving up, etc., etc. So let's see, uh, let's see if this is uh, working. So I really encourage you to go and to try this uh, this platform. Um, so Stefan, where people can follow up with you? So do you have a, a special place where we can hang up with you? Yeah, yes, of course. So uh, uh, my project, um, Future Hospital Procurement, got a website. It's called uh, hospitalprocurement.info. Uh, okay. But I'm, I'm hanging around, uh, of course, in LinkedIn very much. So uh, you can add me, add me on LinkedIn um, and you, you can communicate with me uh, about LinkedIn. So uh, I give you in about, I would say, uh, 15 minutes uh, an answer. Okay. No, just, just but, but I like it very much. LinkedIn is a really cool tool. So, uh, yes. Great. So, yeah, we all like LinkedIn because it's really okay. the place where we are meeting, we are discussing. Uh, I like it also for the chat. So, I have a lot of people contacting me and chatting with me. Uh, so, for me also, don't hesitate to contact me on LinkedIn and to connect with me. I'm really happy to uh, to discuss with you. Um, uh, if you have also some questions, would be also great for me. Uh, so, so, looking forward to it. And don't forget to uh, subscribe to this podcast, to subscribe to the YouTube channel also uh, because it's helping me. And please, 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 Provide me a review on the, on the Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or Spotify. Just go there and try just to make a review rating. If you can put a five star, it could be great for me. So thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope really this will help me for, for this episode. 
Okay, so Stefan, so really thank you for your time. Thank you for all the information provided. I hope that uh, your new adventure will work uh, very well. And uh, then, uh, yeah, I hope also that a lot of people will go and, uh, and um, go to your platform. So to the, to the platform, I have said I will put everything on the, on the show notes. Thank you very much. Um, um, I think it's, it's very important that we communicate the two sides, the suppliers and the buyers, to understand more each other and, yes, to fix uh, partnership, the problems we have. So thank you very much for this audience and your podcast. No problem. So, Stefan, I wish you a nice day then. Yeah, thank you. Bye, Monia.